the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yeah, lock him up. Uh, That was the greeting that President Trump got from the crowd at Game 5 of the World Series in Washington last night. Uh, It shouldn't surprise anybody. Did you know that Hillary Clinton got 96% of the vote in D.C. in 2016? (laughs) 96%. So I don't know what that ballpark holds, but let's say it's 45,000. What's what's 96% of 45,000? You know, about 40? I don't know. That's about what they had there last night. So, you know, everybody there hates Trump. Big surprise. And uh, if you call people swamp creatures, maybe you ought to expect to be booed. And maybe the president did expect to be booed. And maybe he figured getting booed would get him a lot of votes in flyover country, which it probably did, especially when it's only a few hours after he announced that the leader of ISIS had been found and then blew himself up. So it was a pretty good day for uh, Donald Trump until he showed up at the ball game, and he didn't seem to be bothered all that much by the booing. And um, what would you expect from a town whose newspaper ran this? This is just unbelievable. I, I, when I saw it on Twitter, I thought that it was a joke uh, yesterday. And I'm sure you've seen it by now, but this was the headline for the obituary in the Washington Post. Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, austere religious scholar of Islamic State, dies at 48. Who? That was in the Washington Post until Twitter blew up, and then they finally changed it. And uh, they changed it to something, you know, that you would expect. Anyway, the Washington Post is supposed to be one of the great journalistic institutions in the world, especially here in the United States, and it's revered by liberals everywhere, how does somebody stupid enough to write that in an obituary get a job there to begin with? Now, I don't know what they do when they interview people for a job, but anybody who would be that stupid to write that obituary headline and i don't know what the obituary said i think it was almost i think it was about as bad as the headline would make you think it would be but um that person had to indicate somewhere that he or she was completely clueless and had no business being allowed in a building where newspapers are made Uh, but whoever that was got a job and how does an editor incompetent enough to let that get in the paper after the idiot that they hired wrote it. The editor is more to blame than the writer, actually. The writer's just a moron, or either someone who's a a, a Muslim extremist or some kind of a terrorist or somebody who admires this guy, Baghdadi. But the editor saw it. Some editor saw it somewhere. Everything that goes in the newspaper is, is seen by an editor before it gets in there. So... Um, how did that editor not how did he how is he or she working at the Washington Post if he or she is dumb enough to let that get through and how could they still either one of them or both of them or whoever it might be 10 people involved I don't know whoever saw that and let it get in the paper how do any of them have a job there today maybe they don't I didn't hear about anybody getting fired maybe I missed it Anyway, uh, and lots of people on Twitter, speaking of the World Series and Donald Trump being there, they noticed that his son, Barron, wasn't at the game with his dad. Some of the, uh, and and he got ripped, of course, uh, Trump did. Here's a few examples. Bradley P. Moss said, wait, did Trump really not bring Barron to the game or his grandchildren? Uh, First of all, just a man sitting there watching the World Series that would even notice that, you know? Uh, first of all, I didn't watch a pitch of it because Major League Baseball is dead to me. I don't watch it. But but if, I'm wa- if I am interested in the World Series, 
what man sits there and goes, where's Baron? Oh, makes me want to puke. Anyway, somebody named uh, 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 Twitter as a Blake News, the Blake News Hour or something or other. No Baron with a question mark. Jill Filipovic uh, at J- Jill Filipovic said, dude didn't bring his own kid to the game. I guess Baron is watching at home. It's a good guess there, Jill. He might be in bed, okay, or he might not care. Anyway, uh, here's another one. Gary Legum. I don't know who these people are, but people keep noting that Trump didn't bring his teenage son to the World Series without considering the possibility that Barron doesn't want to be seen in public with him. Well, maybe that's the case. If it is, it's not unusual either. What 14-year-old kid wants to be seen with his dad anywhere? I don't know one. A father not... This is Rob Anderson for Louisiana. I don't know if this is a politician. A father not taking his son to a baseball game, let alone a World Series game, is perhaps the worst indictment of a family man I've ever heard. I have a feeling Trump could have gotten Barron a ticket if he got tickets for Scalise and Getz. Gates. They, they were at the game. Now, I'm gonna, let's tell you something. My dad went to the 1960 World Series. All four games. Guess who he didn't take to the game? Me! Because <laughs> he didn't want me to go with him. I was 12. And he went after it was played during the day, and I was in school. So uh, it just this other thing about you have to take your family to the game with you. Whatever happened to a couple of guys just saying they're going to go to the game? They always talk about, well, this is what it costs for a family of four to go to a game. I never went to a baseball game with my family in my life. I went with my dad a lot. I went with my buddies. I don't want to go with my mother to a baseball game. Oh, And then here's another one, uh, Terry J. Richard. If you were Barron, would you want to go to a baseball game with old man Trump? No, I wouldn't. Because he's my dad and I'm 14. I don't want to go anywhere with him. Uh, There's somebody else. Donald Trump's night so far. Goes to World Series game. Crowd chance lock him up. Thankfully, he forgot to take Barron with him. Melania looks like she wants to flee the country. It's amazing how people are really good at reading Melania's facial expressions. They're really good at it. It's amazing. They weren't even invited to the damn game. Trump is going to prison. It's still only 11.30 p.m. Ken Olin said, I guess Barron doesn't like baseball, but little Matt Gates does. That's the congressman. Uh, Tommy T. Aonan. I have no idea who he is. He spells his name T-O-M-I. I don't know why. Baron Trump should not feel bad. What dad takes his 13-year-old son to a World Series game when he gets free tickets? Of course, Baron understands that daddy took adopted son Lindsey Graham instead. That's actually kind of funny. That makes sense. Uh, Rick G. Rosner. Everybody calm down about Trump not taking Baron to the World Series. Baron was busy writing the proposal for his tell-all memoir, Son of Treason, which just sold at auction for $2.8 million out in July from Simon & Schuster. I like that's funny, too. And it's actually funny. Uh, that's Rick Rosner, whoever he is. Um, then another one says, wow, Baron really looks like Matt Gates." And Tony Poznanski, who's a pretty good writer, an actual sports writer, boo, do you even know you have a son named Baron? Boo, that's another one from Tony. Hey, Tony, watch the game, okay? But here's the thing. There's another man who actually noticed that. But here's the thing. Baron is 14. If he's like most kids his age, he doesn't care about the World Series. The ratings stink, by the way. Uh, Game 4 had the worst rating in World Series history. Game 5 last night was only a little bit better. It got a 2.4. That's about 10 million people. The World Series 30 years ago, you know how many watched it? 30 million were watching it. That was 1986. And the demographic for baseball show, the demographic show that the average viewer for in baseball, and not necessarily for the World Series, but in baseball in general, is over 55 years old. Baseball, Major League Baseball, is dying a slow death. And Baron Trump is a perfect example of why. First of all, the game was over at midnight. I don't know how long last night's game lasted, but game four took four hours to play. It was over about 12.15. How many kids who have school on a Monday are going to even invest the time to start watching the World Series when they know it's going to be over after midnight, unless you're living in Washington? And by the way, in Washington, just to give you an example of where baseball is, Game 4 of the Washington Capitals in the Stanley Cup Final two years ago 
had more viewers than Game 4 with the Nationals in the World Series. That's hockey over baseball, and I guarantee you the demographics for the hockey game were much, much better than the demographics for the baseball game. So there weren't a lot of 14-year-old kids in America who cared about the World Series last night or in the first four nights either. And while we're on the subject of baseball, I want to mention this. Uh, The Pirates fired their general manager, Neil Huntington, and, of course, miserable Pirates fans everywhere, which is every Pirates fan. They're all miserable. They're happy now. No replacement named yet. But here's a bet that I wouldn't make. I wouldn't bet that the new guy is going to do any better than Neil Huntington. In order to do better, this is what the new guy is going to have to do. He's going to have to have five. Uh, I shouldn't eliminate the possibility that they would hire a woman. I'm sorry. Uh, the new person or someone who's a man, but uh, I don't know. This is, well, I'll just go with person. But here's what the person would, would have to do to do better than Huntington. Uh, he'd have to have five, the person would have to have five winning seasons, make the playoffs four times in the next 12 years. Huntington had four winning seasons and three trips to the postseason. So if you're thrilled that Huntington is gone and you think it's going to make a big difference, would you take that bet that the new guy who replaces him will have five winning seasons and four trips to the postseason? I'll bet you wouldn't take that bet. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the World Series last night and what should be getting more outrage from the liberal media, but it's not. We're going to hear from President Trump, who ripped the Chicago police today while he was in Chicago. Stick around. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Me some peanuts and cracker jacks. I don't care if I never get back, cause it's root, root, root for the home. We're living in a very successful, affluent society for many people. Yet it's also true that there are people that are being left out of that. And how do we reach those people? Joel Gilliam, Executive Director at Light of Life Rescue Mission on Pittsburgh's North Side. So part of what Light of Life does is that we help them in our education and employment program to connect with workforce development to look at the skill gap that exists and so we're partnering with places like the community college we're taking our clients once they are clean and they are ready to move on now they can actually get credentialed in an area where they can be hired to work with uh, upmc or google or or amazon or these other places and so it provides an on-ramp for those who are left out to get back involved in society Help someone else find their comeback story. To become a monthly partner or make a one-time gift, visit lightoflife.org slash give today. lightoflife.org slash give. This is Chris Abernethy of Abernethy and Hagerman. You don't want the government deciding what happens to your estate or how much they will take. At Abernethy and Hagerman, estate administration is the heart and soul of our practice. We have the experience to help not only plan, but administer your estate properly. To protect your assets, minimize taxes, and ensure that your inheritance gets to the ones you love. Decide for yourself. Abernethy and Hagerman. Legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. G'day. I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free. If you have a rodent or pest problem at your home or business, don't spray harmful toxic chemicals. Use Plug-In Pest Free, the electromagnetic pest control device that uses your wiring to get rid of pests fast. Just plug it in. One customer had a warehouse with a rat problem. He was catching over 20 rats a day. He called pest controllers, but nothing solved the problem. Then I came along. My plug-in pest-free commercial system got rid of the rats, and since then he's seen maybe three in the last 12 months. Plug-in pest-free is not a sonic device. It's chemical-free and gets rid of pests safely and effectively for years. It comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a two-year warranty. Now that's fair income. Order today and get 20% off at gopestfree.com, promo code RADIO20. That's gopestfree.com, promo code RADIO20. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget with Plug In Pest Free. This is the Entertainment Answer. HGTV superfans will rejoice when the network reunites the six Brady Bunch siblings to deck the halls and celebrate the merriest time of year in a very Brady renovation holiday edition. The holiday extravaganza features Food Network's Reed Drummond and HGTV's Jasmine Roth. Again, it's a very Brady renovation holiday edition on HGTV December 16th and re-airing on the Food Network Sunday, December 22nd. For this entertainment answer, I'm Matt Mungle.
Guess what? Right now is the perfect time to get your house ready for the winter so you can sit back and enjoy the holidays. HomeAdvisor can help get you started. HomeAdvisor matches you to the right pro for the job in seconds. You can read reviews and even book appointments online. HomeAdvisor can help with any home project, big or small, painting, plumbing, even remodeling. So why wait? Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app to get started on your next project. HomeAdvisor. Community Bank. City Mission. Number One Cochrane. Highmark Stadium. Peters Township Community Center. Angelo's Restaurant. What do all these businesses have in common? Nello Construction. Design and build with one company. Nello Construction. Full service construction from the ground up. Renovation. Expansion. Nello Construction. The choice for business. See the projects. Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. Warning. Listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Well, speaking of being exposed, um, two women at the uh, World Series last night, Lauren Summer and Julia Rose, uh, they're both Instagram models. Um, I don't know if they're a big deal or if they make lots of money or what, um, but they uh, took the time and the effort to and spent the money. Uh, some or somebody gave them some really good seats because I I I should have looked it up. I forgot, uh, but I know the tickets for the uh, the World Series game last night in Washington were not cheap, especially where they were sitting, which was down near the dugout behind the uh, Nationals dugout. They flashed um, Garrett Cole, the, the Astros pitcher, a couple of times when he was coming off the field to go into the. You know, he said they were sitting behind the Astros um, dugout, and when Garrett Cole of the Astros was coming off the field, they exposed their their breasts to them simultaneously, and of course uh, it showed up on TV at some point. I guess I didn't uh, watch the game, and um, so. They got letters, at least one of them did anyway, Lauren Summer and Julie Rose. They were told in a letter that they were banned from ever coming to a, uh, a Nationals game again. That's, pretty, that's a pretty harsh penalty there. And then here's what, this is Lauren Summer, I think. Uh, this is what she said on Instagram. She's with Julia Rose, the other woman who committed the crime. Yeah, we just flashed the whole yeah, they might have had a couple of drinks before they did that. I'm not sure, but um, they they're now <laughs> saying that it was about uh, breast cancer awareness. Um, you know, I know that's always a good cause, but I just I I, I want to let Lauren and Julia know that when you do that, uh, men are not thinking of breast cancer. Just so, just a little tip for you. Uh, but anyway, um, so what I just don't understand is number one, why don't they just claim that they're either not women, that they identify as men, and that they're just taking their shirts off? How many how many shots have you seen of? Guys at football games in cold weather, and it doesn't matter what the weather is, a hot day, cold day, in the stands with their shirts off, screaming and yelling. Maybe that's all it was. Uh, would they, if they had said that, would they, would the, uh, would Major League Baseball still have sent them a letter? So I think um, someone in the, someone, someone, some liberal somewhere should be coming to their defense, I think. I think it's uh, terrible that they're not allowed back in the game. Um, maybe because I, I think, based on what I think about baseball these days, Major League Baseball is doing them a favor, but by not letting them come to another game. And I have a feeling that they're not baseball fans, just a wild guess. But anyway, uh, so that's what happened. So that's another little note from the World Series. Uh, we've spent a lot of time talking about the World Series. But I want to talk a little bit about uh, the president again because uh, he doesn't, he's just a wild man. Um, he went to Chicago to speak to some uh, law enforcement group. And um, this is what he said about what well, he's in Chicago. This is and he's speaking to law enforcement people. And this is what he had to say about the cops there and the Shalif, the chief of police, Eddie Johnson. Chicago is unfortunately the worst sanctuary city in America. Chicago protects criminals at a level few could even imagine. Last year in Cook County alone, 
ICE asked local law enforcement people to please, pretty please, we beg you, we'll do anything necessary to stop crime. We want to stop crime. Please detain 1,162 people, please. But in each case, the detainer was denied. And Eddie Johnson wants to talk about values. No. People like Johnson put criminals and illegal aliens before the citizens of Chicago. And those are his values. And frankly, those values to me are a disgrace. I will never put the needs of illegal criminals before I put the needs of law-abiding citizens. It's very simple to me. Seems pretty simple, and that's the kind of stuff that gets him votes, and that's the kind of stuff that he's, look, he, he's never going to get, he's not going to win in Chicago. He's not going to get whoever runs for the Democrats. They, they could run uh, anybody they want, and they're going to get uh, 85% of the vote in Chicago. But then Trump took a shot at uh, the, uh, well, one of the more famous actors who, um, well, he kind of did a bad thing in Chicago. A lot of you people know exactly what I mean. But under Johnson's leadership, they certainly don't protect people. Then you have the case of this wise guy, Jesse Smollett, who beat up himself. And he said, MAGA country did it. MAGA country. Okay? He said, MAGA, that's a hate crime. That's a hate crime. And it's a scam. It's a real big scam. Just like the impeachment of your president is a scam. And then you look what's going on. Smollett is still trying to get away with it. He would have been better off if he paid his $100,000 bill. Oh, boy. That, that, that was pretty good stuff there. And I'm sorry, but that gets him votes around the country. It's not going to get him any votes in Chicago. And um, he didn't get any votes in Washington, D.C. last night uh, when he was being booed. And, and he didn't get any votes by showing up at the game. But he got votes around the country because of the reaction of the people in the swamp who booed him. And they just play right into his plan, and he knows. And here's the other thing. I saw a piece today where uh, I just saw the headline. I didn't get a chance to read it. It was just a few minutes before we went on the air. It's a story that um, I don't know if it was his staff or, or the people in the Republican Party or if him himself, but it's a reference to the fact that he knows that he could lose by millions of votes in 2020. But he doesn't think there's any way he can lose the election because he's going to win the states he has to win. And so he doesn't. he's learned that he just doesn't care about Chicago uh, and what they think of him there because he knows that nothing he does will get their votes. Uh, he could find a cure for cancer himself tomorrow morning, and it wouldn't get him any more votes in Chicago or Washington, D.C. So um, it was, a, it was a, uh, a pretty good couple of days, I think, for Donald Trump. Um, even being booed last night at the World Series is, in, is in a way, uh, actually good for him. And uh, getting the uh, leader of ISIS to blow himself up, that was pretty good. Not that he should be given all the credit for it, but, you know, he's in charge. And uh, it was a good day for the United States, and he's the president, so he gets to have a good day. When we come back, um, we're going to talk about uh, the... Well, as part of the Green New Deal, you know, and all these guys, uh, people running for um, the Democratic nomination for president, I think every one of them has signed on to the Green New Deal, and that means no more fossil fuels. When we come back, you're going to hear uh, a guy talk about why electric cars just aren't the answer. One of the reasons is because cars aren't the answer. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. The House will take a vote this week to formalize Democrats' impeachment inquiry amid President Trump's criticism that the probe is illegitimate. 
House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says the step is being taken to, quote, eliminate any doubt about the process as the administration tries to block witnesses and withhold documents. White House spokesman Hogan Gidley responds. He's done nothing wrong. The only reason they want to move forward with this is because they hate Donald Trump so much and because they want to overturn the uh, free and fair elections of 2016. But those two reasons are not reasons to try and impeach a president. But that's what they are trying to do. And quite frankly, with this announcement, uh, and I, you know, we're not going to be able to see all the text probably until tomorrow. But the simple fact is this is an admission by Speaker Pelosi that what she's been doing to this point has been a complete sham. Gidley spoke to the Salem Radio Network. This is SRN News. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. I was between jobs, and we had over $64,000 in credit card debt. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. Working with Trinity was extremely easy. They really guided us into the program and gave us hope. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. My advice to people in a similar situation is to pick up the phone and call and get out of debt. The freedom from that is priceless. Let Trinity help make it better. Don't feel that you have to suffer alone or try to figure out the answer. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. We love it, too, when she finds us. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the answer Pittsburgh skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the answer Pittsburgh. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what is your favorite radio station? That's easy. AM 1250, the answer. Community Bank, City Mission, Number One Cochrane, Highmark Stadium, Peters Township Community Center, Angelo's Restaurant. What do all these businesses have in common? Nello Construction, design and build with one company. Nello Construction, full service construction from the ground up. Renovation, expansion. Nello Construction, the choice for business. See the projects, begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. If you're worried about market volatility or the possibility of losing money in the next market crash, the time to act is now. Effective financial management involves identifying opportunities. And with a 10-year bull market run, markets around all-time highs, and a highly contested election cycle right around the corner, we have an opportunity now to protect what's important. Don't risk losing a significant portion of your life savings in the next market downturn. Call Hunt & Associates today, 844-366-HUNT. That's 844-366-HUNT. The Pittsburgh Steelers are expected to spend up to $25 million of their own money to expand Heinz Field's Great Hall merchandising store. While taxpayers should welcome the move, they'd really welcome Steelers paying fair market value for Heinz Field and taking full responsibility for it, including the paying of property taxes. Learn more about this topic and others at AlleghenyInstitute.org, where conventional public policy thinking has been challenged since 1995. That's AlleghenyInstitute.org. Hi, this is John Jokin for my good friends at Calusi Chevrolet, and it is officially Chevy Truck Month. Calusi has a huge selection of Silverados in stock, and right now you can qualify for over $9,500 off the MSRP on select models of the new 2019 Silverado All-Star. Plus, only during Truck Month, there's no monthly payments for 90 days for well-qualified buyers and when you finance with GM Financial. Check them out at Calusi.com. Find new roads at Calusi Chevrolet. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Parkway East seeing some delays on the inbound side. From Forest Hills to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel and 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Parkway West jammed up inbound 79 down to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Downtown still got that Port Authority bus stuck in a sinkhole. 10th Street and Avenue and those areas are closed while they try to get it out of there. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. It'll be nice for this evening. Tonight will be mainly clear with a low near 50. Then tomorrow, it'll be a little warmer than today. Very nice with partly sunny skies. High will be near 70. 
Patchy clouds with a low of 50 tomorrow night. Then on Wednesday, it'll be nice and warm again. Highs near 70, but sun will fade behind increasing clouds. Look for some rain to get underway Wednesday night through Thursday and likely Thursday night, too. With your Yankee weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Streit. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, I'm pretty sure that every one of the lunatics running for the Democrat uh, nomination has signed on to the idea of the Green New Deal. Even Joe Biden, um, he was dumb enough to say that he wanted to get rid of fossil fuels. And that means that they all would think that electric cars are the next big thing and would be wonderful for America and the world. Otherwise, they'd have to be in favor of going back to the horse, I guess. But um, are electric cars all that these lunatics crack them up to be? Not if you listen to Mark P. Mills. He's a senior fellow at the Manhattan Institute and the author of a new book. It's called The New Energy Economy, an Exercise in Magical Thinking. Mark joins us now. Thanks for being here, Mark. Thanks for having me on, John. So with all the holes that you've, you blew in the electric car dream in the piece that I read at the Manhattan Institute, I don't know where to start here. Um, let's start with the engine, though. It seems like it would be a lot more simple to make a, a nice, easy little electric uh, engine than it would be to make a a big internal combustion engine. Oh, it, and of course it is. Uh, electric motor has two moving parts, and internal combustion engine has thousands. However, the fuel for your internal combustion engine has two moving parts: a tank and an electric pump. And the fuel system for an electric vehicle, the battery uh, inside of it are thousands of parts, uh, electronics, cooling system, thousands of welds. It's just as complicated as an internal combustion engine. You're switching from sort of a chemical combustion to a chemical goo, if you like, but they're both very complicated machines. So you're not getting, you're not, um, it's not any simpler to, to it's, just a, it's just work is being done in different areas of the engine and, exactly. and it's more complicated. Exactly. So Exactly. Well, in fact, it's worse than that. It's, uh, it takes more people to make an electric car because of the battery and all the materials involved than it does to make a regular car. So I guess you could call it a jobs program, except the jobs will be in China where all the batteries are made. Yeah, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, but yeah, I was going to ask you about that. The, you know, the, the jobs that that everybody thinks are going to be created by this new industry to uh, make electric cars and make all those batteries. That's not going to happen either, Ren. Well, you know, it, you know we, we have one big battery factory in America. Elon Musk built it. And there are a bunch more being built around the world, but most of them are being are operated and being built in, in China. But here, here's the, the core problem: and we're being told by advocates this is a way to save the planet that we're going to cut down uh, energy use and carbon dioxide emissions by switching to an electric car. I think most people realize that when you plug the car in, that's the first place it starts. That in America, about two thirds of all the energy to make the battery operate comes from coal and natural gas. But more importantly, that battery, when it's manufactured, consumes an extraordinary amount of energy. It takes about 100 barrels of oil equivalent to make a battery that can contain and hold a barrel of oil's worth of energy. That's a lot of energy, and most of it's from coal-fired grids in Asia where the battery cells are made. Well, so let me get that straight. Now, So it takes 100 barrels of oil. How many barrels of oil do you think I've used in my lifetime? I'm pretty old. You've used a lot. The truth is, if you think a barrel is 42 gallons, so if you, you know, you, you use a barrel a year, you know, if you wait enough years with the uh, electric car and you power it in Norway on the hydropower, you eventually pay back the carbon dioxide debt you made in building the battery. But, uh, you know, this, this is a scale problem. The world has about 4 million electric vehicles in it right now, which is a lot, most in all of history. Even if there are a hundred times more electric vehicles in the future, and even if all of them were in America, which Senator Schumer apparently wants, it would reduce world's oil demand by just six percent. That's it. <laughs> but yeah, so you mentioned a minute ago that that it requires a lot of energy to build, to just to build the battery and and the and the everything that goes into an electric car. And that that's, oh, where, where do these people, and I've never really seen the explanation or see, even seen them be asked for that matter, where where are you going to get the energy to build all these batteries that are going to save all the energy? Well, most of the battery factories are in China. Yeah. China's electric grid is about 70% coal-fired, so they get the energy by digging up coal to make electric batteries so we don't use oil here. It, you know, it, it, 
it literally is an uh, oil to a coal swap in that sense. But the, you know, it's, they were fine. Let's, let's be clear. Uh, yeah, so um, good America going all electric is going to be good news for China, at least early on. Are we are you still there, Mark? Well, I'm here. Yeah, Sorry, uh, I apologize. I was going to say, um, I said, do is America going all electric just going to be good for China? Well, certainly good for Chinese battery makers, and also it'll be really good for Russia, Congo, Argentina, Canada, my friends in Canada, I'm from Canada, Australia, because the quantity of minerals that have to be mined to make the, the batteries is truly epic. You know, a Tesla battery weighs about 1,000 pounds. Pretty big batteries. As I said, it contains thousands of parts, weighs a thousand pounds. You have to mine and process something like five hundred thousand pounds of material just to make that one battery. The mining happens somewhere. Most of it's not in America because we don't like mining anymore. Yeah, and you mentioned Canada. Um, I remember reading a while ago, several years ago. Uh, I have a place up in Ontario, and, and I remember reading about it's not too far from where I have a place up there. Um, that there's a battery factory, at least there was a battery factory up there, and this like it's it almost the area almost glows. There's so much uh, pollution <laughs> where they make it. It's it's a really nasty uh, process that is a gigantic polluter for that area. Well, you, know, you can do almost any industrial process reasonably cleanly or pretty clean, in fact. Uh, it just takes money, and we can do it here. We tend not to in America. We tend to export the, uh, the environmental hazards associated with mining to other countries. It's been a policy of our country for a long time. But it doesn't change the fact that you have to do this You can get cobalt, lithium, nickel, and manganese. All these elements have to be extracted from the earth and processed. The fact that we do it somewhere else doesn't change change in reality. The huge quantity of material expected from the earth, energy used to do it, transport it, and then there's always pollution associated with that. We're switching basically from one kind of pollution to another. What you'd ask if you were you know, scientifically inclined is, does it increase or decrease pollution overall? And now your cars don't decrease anything significantly overall. It's just another, another way, kind of an interesting way to, to propel a car, but still a car. Kind of like changing the food you give a horse to say yeah. the horse is not a horse anymore. It's still, it's still a car. <laughs> right. Hey, hey, Mark, we're having a, we have a little of a, bit of a bad connection here. Can I take a little break here and call you back and see if we can get a better connection? You bet. My right. apologies for the connection. Uh, that's you. not your fault, I don't think. Anyway, we'll, we'll be right back with Mark Mills. Stick around. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. And out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company, offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Mention STAG for an additional 10% off. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday on the John Steigerwald Show. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Don't be at a disadvantage when it comes to your Medicare coverage. Open enrollment ends December 7th, and you have some important decisions to make today. This is John Stagerwald. Medicare is confusing. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial know you have questions, and they have the answers you're looking for. Before you lock in for another year, are you sure you're getting the best coverage possible? Visit MarleyFG.com and find out for yourself. Do you hold Pat for another year? Has your Advantage plan changed terms on you? What premiums are going up next year, and how much? Should you switch your Part D prescription plan or drop it all together? Don't go it alone. Let Marley Financial steer you to a comprehensive solution that lets you access any hospital or doctor you want. A plan that focuses 
not just on cost, but quality. With lower deductibles and co-pays that are little to none. Why get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses? Call 724-884-1496 today. 724-884-1496 or visit them at MarleyFG.com. That's MarleyFG.com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Hi, it's Mike Gallagher, inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour through the land of Israel in December of 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. We'll learn about the geopolitical, economic, and spiritual dynamics of one of the most fascinating places on earth. And you'll share experiences that will change how you view the world, walk the ancient temple steps, Touch the Western Wall, sail on the Sea of Galilee, pray on the Mount of Beatitudes. The list goes on. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your chance. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. The 10-Day Stand with Israel Tour, December 2019. Get more details about the trip or sign up now to join Mike Gallagher and Dennis Breaker on the Stand with Israel Tour by going to theanswerpgh.com slash Israel. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Okay, we are um, back with Mark P. Mills. He's a senior fellow at the Manhattan Institute, author of a new book called uh, The New Energy Economy and an Exercise in Magical Thinking. Um, why do you call it? Uh, thanks for sticking around, Mark. I hope our connection's better. What? What? Um, why do you call it magical thinking? Is everybody just in love with this idea uh, all, for all the wrong reasons? Well, I hope you can hear me better now. That, yes. That, uh, good connection. Oh, great. Thank you. My apologies again to you and your listeners. Well, the magical thinking comes from believing that you can do things with energy that the physics doesn't permit. So by that I mean. Uh, ba- you know, batteries are much better. You can actually make a useful electric car now. It wasn't possible uh, 10 years ago. You know, it's, it's pretty amazing. And you, you can go quite a distance. But the idea that is being pushed out is that the battery now will get better because of the technology. It's the same kind of rate that computers got better. Right? Look at technology. It just gets better so fast. The, the physics of energy doesn't work that way. It's not possible. It'll never happen. Batteries will get better, but they'll get incrementally better. They won't get 10 times better hundred times better the way computers did. An awful lot of the discussion about what we can do with our energy economy is, is that kind of magical thinking. That look how much better it's getting. Look how much fast, how, much, how fast it can get better, just like a smartphone. Not possible. Well, um, what about uh, what's happening with electric car sales? Um, are they increasing? Are they, are they increasing as much as some people would have us believe? Well, it, you know, it's funny. The journalists write about how electric car sales are taking off. I mean, lots of exciting language. Here's what we do know is that more diesels, you know, the pillory to poor diesel in America, mm-hmm. more diesels were bought last year in America than electric cars. In other words, <laughs> 2% were diesels and about 1% were electric cars. In China, uh, where they subsidize electric cars just like we do here, they stopped the subsidies this year, this summer, and that caused the sales to collapse. They'll eliminate the subsidies entirely by next year, which everyone expects will cause sales to collapse again. So what's, what is the subsidy that, that I can get right now if I want to buy an electric car? What's the government do for me? Well, they give you about seven grand, 7500 bucks uh, back, or off the price of the car, which, you know, roughly speaking, covers about half of the extra cost you pay for the car that has the battery instead of the gasoline engine or fuel tank. 
Uh, batteries are really expensive. They're very hard to make inexpensively. And they add roughly ten to $15,000 the cost of a car. I mean, for, for the one percenters, that's not a big deal. Uh, for most people, it's a pretty big deal. But but where does this this they, they write me a check for seventy five hundred dollars after I yeah, buy the car? Well, it's, it's kind of circular. It's uh, if you buy the car, your taxes paid for that. Uh, rather, my taxes paid for it. Yeah. But yeah. The, the government collects collects taxes from all of us. Most of us, or infamously, about half of us, <laughs> and then gives the money back to people who were rich enough to buy cars that cost a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, it seems to me that uh, you're driving around on the roads around here, uh, four out of five vehicles on the road seem to be SUVs or trucks. Um, they're, well, they're, yeah. they're not, people, people don't even buy cars anymore. So uh, what about electric SUVs and trucks? Well, you put your finger on the, on the key trend. Like the biggest trend in the automotive sector is exactly that. You know, this this past year, seventy percent of all uh, consumer vehicles sold were either pickups or SUVs. Seventy percent. That's why Ford got out of the business. Now there are there are some uh, SUVs that are electric. Uh, I think uh, Audi's Audi's making one now. Of course, it's a Tesla. There's a few others. Uh, they're all pretty expensive. A lot more expensive than what most people are, are willing to pay. So it it can be done. Uh, they're just expensive and not going to get much cheaper very fast. So in order to stimulate the sales, this was the idea. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll take taxpayers' money and help people who want to buy them. And that doesn't say anything about the issues that we talked about earlier. That the idea that that does something to, you know, quote, save the planet is just that's where magical thinking comes in again. All the energy it takes to make the electricity emits carbon dioxide. The batteries consume energy to make them in enormous quantities. The batteries are made in China, as I mentioned, where the grids are coal-fired. So. In the real world, you need energy for everything. And in the real world, uh, roughly 80% of all the world's energy comes from oil, gas, and coal. Yeah, but electric cars make you feel good, Mark. <laughs> well, the automakers, if, tell you, if anybody understands why people buy cars, primarily, once you, once you have enough money to get a car for basic transportation, everything about car buying is about how a car makes you feel. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think that's why, by the way, every automaker has an electric option. So a lot of people like that option. And it's a fine option. Heck, I, I, I like that option. I wouldn't mind having an extra car that was all 100% battery powered. It's yeah. A little bit more expensive than I want to spend. But it, it, there's nothing wrong with feeling good. I mean, <laughs> I'm all for that. Well, the, the <laughs> idea of, that, of not having to worry about a gas station and not buying gas kind of appeals yeah. to me. Uh, and, and if kind I could, if, yeah. if I could go buy a car that performed exactly the way my current car does, only it didn't take gas, I'd buy it for the same price in a minute. Well, exactly. Except if I told you, when you take your gasoline car and go to the gas station, what does it take you to fill the car up? A few minutes? Yeah. Three minutes? Four right. minutes? Right. I told you, with a fast charger, you can be there for half an hour. <laughs> with the regular charger, you're going to be there for about four or five hours while you fill your tank up. So assume it's the same distance per tank. But once you once you add that feature to the car, an awful lot of people aren't happy. That that's okay if you build your car only to work and you know, you come home at night, you plug it in, you know, the outlet in your garage, go to work the next day, that's fine. It, it seems doesn't like, work so well if you're taking a trip. No, it seems like it would be a good car for someone who lived in a city and, and only commuted a short distance to work and wouldn't have to charge it more than a couple of times a week. And not have to you know, not, not have to worry yeah. about going two hundred miles at a time. Well, or going a thousand miles at a time, or five hundred yeah. miles. But you're, you're absolutely right that that's that's the most powerful niche for the electric car, uh, and at, that works for people who. And there are a lot of people in America that can afford two cars. They have a commuter car, and they have their fun or weekend car, mm-hmm. and that works out just fine. But that's not the you know that's not the majority of uh, of the world or the majority of Americans. But that's that market is a nice one. The car doesn't emit anything. At the point it's being used, all the emissions are you know remote power station. Uh, it's quiet, it's powerful, you know, right. all nice. But it doesn't change the world. Again, it's, it, that's an option. This is a nice option. But I got to ask you this: If I have, let's just say, I have an electric car, and I um, pretty much max out the mileage that it allows me to get, you know, on a daily basis, um, and I have to charge it completely, almost completely every day, what's that going to do to my electric bill? 
Well, if we were being honest about it, it would make your electric bill go up. But what? But how much? It's happening right. By, well, whatever. The, well, if you do the if you do the roof turn on the car battery, uh, like a Tesla holds eighty kilowatt hours. So when you fill it up with, uh, what do you pay in Pittsburgh? Uh, Fifteen cents a kilowatt hour. You can do the math know. on this. You know, you know, it's it's fifteen twenty dollars. It's not bad. Uh, but what happens is electric utilities are subsidizing electricity for people who own electric cars, which means that again the other electric ratepayers are being essentially taxed to put electricity in the electric car. So that the fuel is cheaper in the electric car. No, let's, let's be clear about that. At current electric costs, fueling electric cars cheaper than fueling the gasoline car. But the gasoline car is so much less expensive that driving the car a mile is still more expensive than the electric car. So are you, are you saying it's like 15 or $20 in my electric bill every time I fill it up? Every yeah, time I char- recharge it completely, not, I mean? It's not too bad, but if you did yeah. that, if you had to do that every day, you can do the math in this. You yeah. can pretty big numbers, pretty, you know, $1,000 uh, uh, of a charging, but you're not likely going to drive that much. Yeah, I mean, but but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put twenty dollars or 50, even fifteen dollars worth of gas in my car every day. I'm just not. Oh no, but the, the let's be clear: the amount of energy that a gallon of gasoline contains in move a regular car, electric vehicle has the same physics. The same identical car uses the same amount of energy going the mile. So the real difference is is who's taxing what. I mean, gasoline is taxed. For the road taxes, for example, electricity is not. So some states are now looking at that, thinking, oh, well, we better, we better charge you more for your electricity so you pay your fair share of the road tax. So it's, it's a, you know, it, you can see it gets complicated fast. But the most important thing, from my perspective, is not, is it, is it uh, cheaper to drive it a mile? Is the car cheaper? And it's so much more expensive that even though it's a little cheaper to drive a mile, it is a little cheaper to drive a mile. You pay, you're paying $15,000 more for a car. You can buy a lot of gasoline for $15,000. Right. Mark, I'm, I'm out of time. I have to go get in my internal combustion engine and leave here. So uh, I've, <laughs> thanks for being on. I appreciate it. Thank you. Enjoy, enjoy right. your uh, fossil fuel car. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. Mark Mills, uh, and we appreciate it. Thanks, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group.